Hey guys, this is Ebony Lachey back with another episode of the Peace by Peace podcast. Um, as always, just wanted to thank you for liking, sharing, commenting, um, just always giving me your amazing feedback and just really letting me, or should I say, allowing me to be vulnerable with you all. Um, cause as we all know, vulnerability and transparency are a process. Um, and you guys make it very easy to open up if that makes sense. Cause I guess I think of it in a way is I'm talking to people, but I'm not talking to people. Um, but I haven't heard any negative banter or negative feedback. So I'm guessing we all good. Um, without further ado, this episode this week is dedicated to my firstborn. Um, as many of you know, uh, I had my first child while I was, I'm sorry, I got pregnant at 17. I was a senior in high school. Um, and I had him a month and a half before graduation, um, before my high school graduation. Um, to be shocked um, was an understatement. Um, but I look at where I was when I had him at 18. And where I am now at 32, he'll be um, he'll be 14 this Sunday, March 15th. Um, I am recording a couple of days early, but um, just to look at my growth as a parent, as a woman, as a um, just overall as. The woman that has evolved as Ebony, um, I must say I'm really proud of myself. And that's not to toot my own horn or be cocky or any of that. Just very proud of myself and everything that I have accomplished, quote unquote, with a baby on my hip. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, found out I was pregnant in the weirdest way. Uh, my, sis- my sister and I, my older sister, Always, we were always at home on Fridays because our dad and um, our dad and his wife they would go and do laundry, and um, I'm standing at the counter. I'm sorry, I'm standing at the sink and I'm washing dishes, and she's like, "You got a pudge?" I'm like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, you got a pudge." And I'm like, "Huh?" So either she has some money or I have some money. I thought I had some money for like braided hair or something, and she has the money, and um, I asked her because she like goes to the store for me and get a pregnancy test. Randomly enough, they had a pregnancy test with like two or three in there or something. So I go in the bathroom, lock myself in the bathroom, and um, I take the pregnancy test. The first one, positive. Where I became hydrated enough to take a second pregnancy test, I don't know. But I took I took it back to back. I'm like, I know this got to be a lie. Um, so took a second pregnancy test. Dun, 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 dun. Ebony, you're pregnant. No surprise. This is your second one. Um, instantly, I started to cry. I had literally... Um, I'm not going to say I had like a horrible life, but 
um, I believe I had just got accepted into a college in Iowa because um, I wanted to be a teacher at that point and I'm not saying like Iowa is like Vegas or Cali or Miami or whatever but for me it was full ride scholarship um, and it was my escape like I was going to get away like I was going to be able to start a new life, start fresh without anybody knowing my past and knowing what I've been through, knowing uh, my mom and her struggles. Like I would meet people that knew nothing about me. And that's what I had hoped that college would be for me. Um, and I didn't get that. Um, so yeah, um, the next couple of weeks, went back and forth with hiding my pregnancy from my dad and his wife and uh, me and all my cousins we were like really really close and I think we were having a conversation or somebody's having a conversation and it slipped up and my aunt found out um and my aunt she is like my aunt that I've always looked up to that is just amazing in her own right um and um, she pulled me in the room one morning before we, me and my cousins walked to school because we all lived like really close to each other. She pulled me in her room and she just told me and she's like, so what are you going to do? And I honestly legit had no idea. And she just kind of looked at me and she's just like, well, like you, you can't cry about it now. And um, the only thing she said was everything that you plan to do in your life, you can still do. It's just going to take you a little bit longer. Um, and for me, that was affirmation because at that point when I peed on that stick and it came back positive, the only thing I thought was my life is over. I am now a baby mama. I followed in my mother's footsteps. Um, I thought all the worst things. I didn't think um, how single mothers are excelling in business and fashion and um, entrepreneurship and um, all of these things now. I didn't think that way when I was 17. All I thought was my life is doomed. I'm about to be on public housing, section eight, getting a link car, getting TANF, worrying about child support. I'm thinking about all the negative things associated with having a child at a young age. Where I am today, I never thought that I would be here. And I'm not saying I'm in the greatest place, but it is definitely an eye opener. Um, but from there, like after her and I had that conversation, um, I kind of went to school that day. My shoulders were a little bit lighter. Like I felt like a weight lifted off. Um, and essentially from there, my grandma ended up finding out. Um, my dad and his wife ended up finding out. Um, and to this day, there aren't many people that know, but um, I had gone to the point where I had an abortion scheduled. Um, I did not plan on going through with my first pregnancy. My son's dad had just enlisted in the military, um, maybe like two weeks before I found that I was pregnant. So he, I mean, he's in boot camp. He has no idea. We weren't seeing eye to eye. We weren't on like good terms or whatever. And I selfishly was going to do what Ebony needed to do in order for Ebony to be okay. 
Um, and as I say to this day, things everything happens for a reason, and God aligns things so that He gets the glory, and the outcome is always um, what He wrote it to be. Um, so with that being said, I did have an abortion scheduled. Um, I think I got sick. I think it was for like a Saturday or something. I got sick on Monday, like a little head cold or whatever. And um, from there, the head cold turned into congestion. And then I ended up getting like a fever or something. And of course, uh, we had called a doctor, just asked him, like, you know, like, um, what should we do? Should we keep the appointment? And it was kind of like, oh, well, we won't move forward with the procedure at all unless she has no symptoms for like 48 hours. This was happening to be like a Thursday. I was scheduled for the appointment for like a Saturday. So as you can guess, um, didn't go through with the appointment. I cried and cried and cried until my, my stepmom will call her the purpose of saying my dad's wife's grandma. My stepmom's grandma um, called me and she kind of just talked to me over the phone and she kind of just prayed with me and she kind of just basically said the same thing like God doesn't make God doesn't make any mistakes. Um, and for me, again, I started feeling the weight lift off my shoulders and it was like um, just knowing that um, everything was going to be okay. Um, at one point, my son's name was supposed to be Isaiah. And I forget the reasoning behind it. Um, and then I think I saw a picture um, of him. Like I did, when I got an ultrasound done and I see his face. And Isaiah just didn't fit for me. Um, I can't even remember where Kamari came from. And I think when I first found it, it was... It was like C-A-C-Y or something like that. So I played around with the um, spelling of it and did some other things. And I, um, yeah, I came up with my son's name. Um, maybe a couple weeks after that, I got my first letter from his dad. Um, he was cool. We were friends. We were buddies. Everything was cool until I wrote him back and I let him know that I was pregnant. And once I let him know that I was pregnant, um, I just wanted him for his money. Um, I was a gold digger. Um, how did he know that the baby was his? Him and his then girlfriend or fiance, I can't remember, at, the point, at that time, would raise my son. Um, there were so many, so many things that were said um, that I had cut him off for, for a short period of time. And I just didn't need the toxic or negative energy around me. And, um, I got to the point of going to school, <laughs> coming home, going to sleep for a couple hours, waking up, doing my chores, doing my homework, going to sleep, doing it all over again. Um, and I ended up I had a doctor's appointment on a Wednesday morning. Um, ended up going in 
no i had a doctor's appointment on a monday so having pains all day tuesday but i'm thinking it's just like back pains because i'm getting to the home stretch um ended up finding out that my water bag had had a hole in it a leak in it for two days and it was causing me to start having contractions i wasn't really dilated but i started having contractions and i ended up having my son wednesday march 15th at 7.07 p.m. Um, and you know how they say that a light switch turns on and some people just instinctively know how to be a mother. I felt like that light switch turned on and the light was brighter than I'd ever seen it. Um, my little boy, my grown man now, deep voice, tall, chest sticking out, um, my attitude, my walk, my stance. But <laughs> all those years ago, in that moment, my little boy, this little boy that God had entrusted me to raise, that God did not let me have an abortion, that despite what I had been through, what I, ha what I have been through with his father, God entrusted me, me, little Ebony, who have been through abandonment, who has trust issues, who has seen domestic violence, who has seen alcohol addiction, who has seen drug addiction, who has never had a stable family. Um, he entrusted me to raise this little boy. And I'm, I'm sorry, like I get really emotional when I talk about my son because I tell people God knew what he was doing. I spent most of my life sheltered. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. Um, everything had a curfew. Even at 17 years old, everything had a curfew. Um, and I, I, I think that God knew what he was doing. Had I not had my child, who knows where I would be today. With everything that I'd seen in my life, with all the generational curses, with um, everything that I had witnessed, everything that I had experienced, um, who knows where I would be in March of 2020, right now, had I not had my son. Um, and I tell people, I feel like my son is as humble as he is and he's not a big asker and he doesn't ask for much because he grew with me. Um, and I mean that in the sense of when we had our first apartment and we had no living room furniture and we had just my bedroom set in a two bedroom apartment to all the way up to staying in a three bedroom, two bathroom, fully furnished house, closets full, brand new cars, like, He's been through the worst of the worst with me, and he's been through the best of the best with me. And he, to this day, I consider him my blessing. Like, I look at myself and I genuinely tell people that everything that I am, from the woman to the mother to the friend to the <laughs> even as simple as being able to know how to cook <laughs> my son gave me all of that 
and it's very hard to imagine my life without him. I found myself thinking one day, what if I hadn't gotten sick? And what if I had gotten that abortion? Um, where would I be right now? And I think, I think, um, I think uh, I was in Bible study a couple of months ago and the pastor was talking about sometimes in order to get one of his children here, God will bring two people together just for the purpose of getting a child on this earth. Meaning like how they talk about God knew you in your womb before your mother carried you. He knew what great things that he had planned for you. And I think about all the rough times I've had with his dad, the arguments, the trying to co-parent, trying to have consistent communication and all of these things. And I think despite all of that, God put my son here for a reason. He has amazing things planned for him. And to know that I almost messed that up because I wasn't ready, but I was ready to do things that grown people do, but I wasn't ready for the consequences that came with that, that like blows my mind. Um, it really blows my mind. Um, and I think about even like after, like I um, consistently always like staying in school and even after I had my son, I think I had him on the 15th. I want to say I was back in school by like mid-April. I had finished like all my stuff with my tutor. She didn't have any more work for me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going back to school. She's like, did you get that clear with your doctor? No, I didn't, but I'm graduating. Oh, but you can, I'm graduating. Everybody above me in my family has a GED. I'm walking across the stage and I'm getting a diploma. I'm not going to the alternative school. I'm not graduating in de early graduation December of next year. I'm graduating with my class. Um, and I think that my counselor saw how determined I was and she was like, well, okay, what do you need me to do? What do you, what, what do you need me for? I told her what I needed and she got it done for me. And um, it was just, for me, it, it, it just went to show me what I can accomplish when I'm determined and when I'm persevering through something, and I think that that perseverance has lived in me for so long, and sometimes it lies dormant because I don't want to be strong, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be determined. I just want to, like, how I sometimes joke, and I'm like, I wish I could be lazy. I wish I could sit at home and not have any goals, not have any aspirations, not aspire to be anything other than somebody baby mama like I wish some days I just didn't have it in me but I sit I sit still for too long and I get idle I get antsy I need to do something I need to be a part of a program I need to volunteer I need to mentor I need to write a book come out with a shirt do an event I need to do something and I'm always trying to push myself and sometimes I push myself so hard that I end up breaking or almost breaking down and I know that I have limits and I know that I need to pace myself but to the point that I can't just sit and not do anything 
Like that's not, it's just not in me. And as badly as some days I just want a day off, I know I would go crazy. Um, as I was talking about earlier, as far as like, when I got pregnant, I just knew I was gonna be all of these negative things until I realized that every statistic that was placed on my back was a label. And most labels are sticky. You can take them off. I can write my own labels. I can be who I choose to be. So even to the point that I told my son's dad, like, don't call me your baby mama. I'm the mother of your son or call me by my name. I'm not a baby mama. I don't fit the stereotype. I don't want to be the stereotype. Um, I just talk about like poverty and low income housing and living off the government. Um, I, I cycled through because like I said, uh, low income housing and all of that, it's a blessing and it's beneficial for those people that need it. As long as you're getting yourself together and you're pushing yourself forward and it's not a, it's not meant to be a permanent fix. It's a temporary stepping stone. And I feel like <laughs> I ain't get y'all not. I feel like I ain't get my full step. Like I, I could have used a couple more years. But to say that God blessed me to the point that I'm able to um, take care of my family with no help from the government, rent wise, daycare wise, um, food assistance, anything. I'm I'm blessed and I have to consider that blessing because I could still be having to turn in papers to get my my um, my income checked and all of these things. And, you know, um, even to the point of like uh, how they say, like, what is it? Uh, most single parents or most teenage parents won't get a degree, won't even get their high school diploma. I am now I have got my high school diploma, my associates. And my bachelor's, I am now working on my master's degree, which I, fingers crossed for me, y'all, I should have May of 2021. Um, but just really realizing that statistics are labeled on us by people that don't even know us. And my biggest accomplishment was taking off so many of those statistics off my back taking off so many of those labels and balling them up and throwing them away because I refused to be the norm. I refused to be average. I refused to just take what was handed to me. And oh, that's all right. That's okay. I refused. Um, And I think because of what I had seen as a child and what I had went through, I put myself in a position to know, like, I don't want my son to experience this. You know, I don't want my son to feel like um, dang, like we ain't never have better than this. Or every time I ask my mom for something, gotta wait till she get paid. Or um, just I I don't know, just little things. And um, for me, that was my pusher. It was just like the push to heaven. You gotta do better. You gotta be better. You gotta want better. And it. It's truly, truly, for me, been a blessing being a teenage mom. Because I learned so much in this process. So much in this process. And it equipped me to be able to 
raised my son with different morals and values that I had growing up, than I had growing up, I'm sorry. But yeah, I never really planned on um, being this open in this episode. There aren't too many people that know that I had at one point uh, planned to have an abortion or some of the stuff that I went through with my son's dad. And that's essentially, that'll be a later episode. Um, But I think that sometimes needs to be heard, especially for some of my um, listeners who are teenagers. I know I got a couple of my babies at the high school that listen and different things like that. But I think that, and I was talking to someone about this when I went to speak to a group of girls uh, this past weekend. Um, As kids, we were told, just don't have sex. Not why, not the consequences, not anything behind it, but just don't have sex. Don't smoke, don't drink. And now as kids, they're told, don't drink, but you see your parents getting drunk every weekend. Don't smoke, but you see your parents getting high every weekend. Don't have sex, but you see men in and out of your parents' house every other whatever. And I think that we have to get to a place where we're open enough to have these conversations and really lay the groundwork so that your kids know from a a, a trusted source versus learning about it from... Lil Willie at school or learning about it from Mimi just using random names I don't know just pulling names out of hat but they're learning it from someone um that don't know what they talking about you know what I'm saying like we have to get to a point where we're teaching our kids these things in order for them not to make the mistakes that we made not just oh don't do it because I said don't do it Or like most parents say, do as I say and not as I do. But if you're a kid like me, who everything mommy did, you want us to be like mom. And she's telling you, do as I say and not as I do. But I want to be like you. So I'm going to do what you're doing. Um, We don't realize that. And you wonder why you look up one day and your daughter or your son is a spitting image of you. So we as parents have to do better. Um, Myself especially, I have to do better. I still have flaws that I am working on correcting from the way my parents and I believe I've said this before the things in the way that my parents parented me wasn't correct it might have been correct for them because that's how their parents raised them but I know that we are in a new age and time and I cannot parent my children the way that I was parented because my parents uh, didn't have the best childhood and neither did I so I have to learn to work with what I have, but then also make implementations on things that didn't work well for me when I was a kid, you know? Um, so us as parents, like we're going to work through and we're going to get this together. But we all have to realize that our babies are watching us. Um, and that is something that fuels me daily, knowing that my kids are watching me and watching my every move and that. I have to do better, and I can't tell them who to be, what to do, where to go. They're watching me for direction, not listening to me. They're not They're not listening as much as they're watching. And if they're watching, I want to give them something to look at, if that makes sense. Um, 
So again, this episode was for my baby boy, who is now oh, a grown man, getting ready to enter high school. Um, just wishing him a happy birthday with his spoiled ass, but loving him nonetheless. Thankful, so thankful and grateful for him, even when he works my nerves. But um, just really being appreciative of this journey that him and I have been on these past 14 years. And letting you know that all teenage parents aren't bad parents. It's not a goal or it's not something you aspire to be, but most of us, we make it look damn good and we work it out. Um, And we're going to do better by the next generation ahead of us. So as always, thank y'all for following. Uh, Make sure y'all share, like, comment, Go follow the IG and the Facebook page, Peace by Peace Podcast, P-E-A-C-E-X-P-I-E-C-E Podcast, again, on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on, whoo, y'all, it's a list. It is a list, honey. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Breaker um, I think Google is now active, um, Anchor, and there's a couple more. I'll post a list of them on, um, I'll post an updated list on IG. I posted one a couple of weeks ago, but I'm pretty sure that's not even accurate anymore. Um, let's see. So yeah, we're on Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Anchor, Apple, yeah, we're on a ton of them, guys. So keep listening. Keep sharing the messages that um, resonate with you. Inbox me if there's something you want to talk about or um, a subject you want me to touch on. Or even just inbox me feedback. Like, I love feedback just because this is something that I am growing towards. And like I said, my first season is all about trial and error. Um, but we're going to get it together, though. So, Love y'all. Y'all be great. Peace.